I would say in the planning phase to try and, and not sweat the small stuff, just, just try and enjoy the planning phase because looking back on it, I actually really missed it. But I do recommend taking a moment out of your day and your night and go off with your partner and have a little toast or a cheers together and just look back at all the people that are there for you. Alec and I did that and it is so memorable for us both. Hi and welcome to the Unveiled podcast, debunking wedding planning all the way to I do. As a photographer and videographer in the industry, we're asked daily as to where to start when it comes to planning your big day. So allow us to help you make the planning process as seamless as possible. Consider Unveiled your little black book of weddings, packed full of insight from industry experts, do's and don'ts from couples who have tied the knot, plus an abundance of info on your most requested topics. I'm Lucy founder and wedding photographer at Lucy Weddings and I'm here with wedding videographer and my soon-to-be husband Eddie Blake. Welcome back this week Ed. Yeah you brushed me last week (laughs) but I'm sitting here today with a very excited Luce because she dragged me all the way to the coffee shop today. (laughs) We're recording on Monday the 11th of October and we're officially out of lockdown in New South Wales. So yeah, we got to a little have a, milestone. Yeah, it is a milestone. No, it's a big milestone. We got to have a coffee in a coffee shop from a coffee cup. Yeah, so. It's the small wins in life. <laughs> so anyway, it's good to have you back on this week's episode. I did miss you last week. It wasn't the same. So last week, Lucy ran a bit of a poll on our Instagram account. Uh, so thank you to everyone that submitted their feedback. The majority of the response that we're getting is that you guys are receiving the most value out of our Real Bride episode. So moving forward, we're going to be putting a little bit more focus into those. Yes, starting with one of my gorgeous brides, Yaz. Yaz and Alec got married back in 2019 on Alec's family homestead, Belltrees, which is just 30 minutes from the country town of Scone. Yaz shares with us what made saying yes to her gorgeous Moira Hughes gown an easy one, why she put her nerves aside and chose to say a speech. And despite how beautiful their wedding day was, one regret she has that she'd like to make sure that none of you guys make yourselves. Welcome, Yazzie. Hi, Luz. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for jumping on today. We're so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I feel very honoured. And it's going to be so nice to actually like go back on your day because I I actually couldn't believe it when I was looking at my pixie set and I was like just reminding myself of the date and I was like, oh my God, how was that that long ago? I know. We just Two years, we celebrated a few days ago. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, nice. I just had a stalk of your uh, of the full gallery on Lucy's website. It looks like a beautiful day. It was such it a beautiful was. day. It was. I know. I'm actually doing the same now as I speak to you. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, well, let's, let's get into it. How did you and Alec meet? Alec and I, we actually met uh, a long time ago. We met sort of knew of each other at school and we crossed paths at a country race meeting in a town called Trangy. I don't know if you've heard yes, of it. Yes, I have. <laughs> Trangy races. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Trangy races. Yeah, so we met there properly and I guess, yeah, the rest was, was history. It was over 10 years ago now. Yeah, beautiful. And you got married on a family property uh, out in Scone. So did you guys ever consider anywhere else or was this always set in stone for you guys? Yeah, well, so that's where we're living now. We live on our property called Belltrees. It wasn't always an option for us, actually, because we were in the middle of drought at the time and the property was looking pretty average and we were a bit daunted about 
you know, building a wedding up from the ground. But we discussed it with, with my family and Alex's family. And it was kind of a bit of a no-brainer in the end because it's such a special place to us. And, yeah, we're so glad we did. No no regrets there, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, as sad as it was that um, it was in drought then, it actually turned out beautifully for your photos because you, so nice. I was just having a scroll through and there's all those muted tones and, yeah, it actually looked really, really nice. Yeah. I know, I know. It's, it's insane how good they are considering how dry we were. But, yeah, you, sh- you should see it now. It's like fluoro green out here. It's crazy. <laughs> Bell trees is I couldn't believe how big it was, Yaz. It was it's I mean, it looks like its own kind of suburb, the property. It's so big. <laughs> we do actually. We have our own postcode. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The venue is about thirty minutes from town. How did you guys manage the logistics of a of a DIY wedding? Yeah, that was that was sort of something I, I battled with in the beginning. But um I think I just in the end I just tried to keep everything really local. So a lot of my vendors were local or local-ish, not too far away. I just wanted to make things simple and it was that just made it easier in terms of it was a less chance of things blowing up in my face because everything was so much easier accessible and easy to go to town and talk to people. Um, the only thing that was probably quite a minefield was the guest transport. That really threw me a bit. We pushed through and, and got there in the end with that, but yeah. Did you engage the help of a wedding planner or did you, did you do it all yourselves? Um, I actually did it all, all myself, That's impressive. which was daunting, yes. as you were saying. I used like Instagram and Pinterest to, to pull some things from there. Um, but yeah, I pretty much did it on my own with the help of um, an event sort of planner in Scone. She had all the tables and the cutlery and, the, and stuff like that. So she helped me a bit. But yeah, no, I pretty much did it on my own. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like what, what were your sort of main resources for finding your suppliers and your vendors throughout your planning? Um, Instagram and Pinterest were, were amazing. Yeah. I mean, you just can scroll for hours looking for pictures and ideas and then you just send them to your vendors and say, I like this, do it like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were great. I used them a lot. Yeah. I, that's how I found my, my Milner, actually. I found the lady that made my headpiece on Instagram. Yeah, because she's – is she based in the UK? Yeah. Yes. So she was she was in the UK. I don't know how I stumbled across her. That's one thing Instagram is so amazing for is that connection between that reach worldwide. Nothing's kind of out of reach. It's all at your fingertips, really, literally. 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 <laughs> and you can just end up spending hours scrolling and scrolling. Yeah, yeah you just get sucked into the vortex. <laughs> so, Yaz, can you tell me what got you over the line with booking a videographer? Well, I suppose actually video a videographer for us wasn't something Alec really wanted to do at the beginning. He he just didn't want a camera in his face all day. That was the impression he had anyway. But some friends of ours were telling us it's a huge regret. Don't 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 get a videographer for that reason. I mean, yeah. So my boss at the time actually he had a few connections and he hooked up us up with somebody who 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 did our video. And um, yeah, we love it. And I couldn't recommend any more to the people that are getting married to, to hire a videographer because yeah, it's just a memento that you can look, look back on for the rest of your life. And it doesn't matter how big or small you go. I think, I think getting a video is just so special. Nice. And can you, just for the listeners, can you remember like uh, how many hours roughly was covered in the wedding? Like did they, did they cover the prep and then into the dance floor or how did you... Yeah, so, well, with the videographer, because Alec didn't want a videographer, I just sort of told him to not 
spend the morning with the boys. Yeah. The boys just wanted to do their own thing. So we tweaked it a bit and he was with us all morning. And then he filmed the boys just before the ceremony. He, he caught a few clips and I think he was there. I think he was there probably till the end. Yeah, nice. A lot of people just don't want the cameras in their face right before the ceremony. So it's actually a good option that you can, the videographer can get to the ceremony, you know, a, a half an hour, hour before it starts and get some shots. So the boys are usually there early anyway. Yeah. Um, and the exactly. fellas are the ones that don't really want the, the paparazziness in yeah. their face just before they've got to, you know, face everyone else. Exactly. And I'm sure they're probably full of nerves. So um, he, 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 he was great though. I, I don't think Alec even noticed that he was there. So Alec had a big say in, in who our videographer was. Uh, sorry, he didn't want to have a videographer, but I knew I definitely wanted a photographer and I knew that was going to be you. So, um, yeah, your work's out of, out of this world and um, I just wanted to have a familiar face and a great vibe around on the day. So thank you, Luce. You did that. <laughs> you went above and beyond. You definitely would have got good vibes out of Luce. She's the yeah. love bunny. She, <laughs> <laughs> she's got such a good vibe. All oh. my bridesmaids and um, groomsmen were like, oh, my God, that chick, she's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, she also oh, uh, came thanks. home raving about your wedding. So yeah. um, th- it's definitely it's reciprocated. It's still to this day, one of my favourites. It was oh, just, it was God, awesome. it feels like a lifetime ago though now, honestly. Oh, doesn't it ever? It's like two, yeah, two years later, I'm bloody yes, knocked yeah. up and <laughs> it's all, okay. it all it's looks just, very different. You've got a nine-month-old. It's the natural <laughs> progression. Bloody though, doesn't. Yeah. Far out, far out. Yeah. It's crazy. Yazzie, the part of the property where you guys held the ceremony was this, um, we'll make sure we put up a photo for the listeners so they can get a visual, but it was this big, beautiful house on the property. Was there a special story tied to that particular part? Yeah, so the ho- the homestead here is um, actually where Alex's granny lives. It's a massive, beautiful old home. It wasn't, I mean, it's a, it's very special to everybody, but it wasn't, ne- it's not particularly special to Alec and I because obviously we don't live there and things like that. But it was important for us to have the ceremony close to the reception for our guests just because I didn't want to have to worry about moving guests on a farm to, mm. the, to, the, to the reception. That was just another thing I didn't want to have to worry about. And it looked insane, so, so beautiful. I just loved how it differentiated your ceremony from the rest of your wedding. I just thought it was a really beautiful way to separate the two. Yeah. Because um, you could have honestly been anywhere. It's, it's so beautiful in itself. Like you didn't really need much. I didn't really want too many flowers mm. or things like that around because cause the building and, and the surroundings sort of speak for themselves. You wore the most beautiful long sleeve Moira Hughes yes. gown. Was that the first one you tried on? I was actually, it was between two dresses. So that one and another one with another designer. I, I always wanted sleeves or mm. I never really wanted to show off my chest or I'm, I'm not a fan of my chest area. So I knew I wanted to have something high neck. So I tried on two dresses and I think what got me over the line with the Moira Hughes dress was actually the girls in the shop. They made the experience so lovely and it just made me really excited. My mum was really emotional. So Mm. I think that that got us over the line in the end. Yeah, it plays a big part in that experience being a comfortable and a beautiful one. So Yeah, exactly. You want it to feel authentic. Like, you know, I'm sure... 
the ladies in the shop have said it a thousand times, but yeah, they, they made me feel really special in that dress. And, and I changed it a bit, the design here and there. So that was really good as well. They were very happy to help me do that. So you guys were married in October of 2019. You held your reception under a big, beautiful, clear marquee. Was the marquee a like part of your planning and wedding regardless, or was that just a wet weather plan option? I think being out in the country, we definitely needed to have some cover because the weather can be so drastic out here. It's either boiling hot or it can be quite cold too, especially in October. You can't really predict what it's going to be like. So um, I knew I always needed cover, but if I went, if I got married again, hopefully never, but um, (laughs) I would probably not go clear actually because they can get quite hot. The next day when we went back there for our recovery, it was in the middle of the day, it was stinking hot. So um, I'd, marquees are definitely good because it just takes him stress out of the whole thinking about the weather and predicting the weather. But yeah, I think there's some beautiful, you know, big tents these days that maybe that's probably what I would have gone with instead. You know, no secret that the wedding bills can, can rack up very quickly when it comes to planning your wedding. Did you guys, can you guys share any tips and tricks for how you guys potentially saved money in certain areas? Yeah, I think you can get so carried away. I mean, everyone thinks, you know, bigger is better and you need the best of the best for everything, but um, it's that's not really possible for most. I think you just need to identify what's important to you and your partner and, and spend big in, in that area, like, you know, if it's, if it's food, if it's wine, if it's flowers, an amazing videographer or, you know, an amazing photographer. I think that's where you spend the money. Yeah, we were we were pretty lucky in a sense that because we were on a private property, we didn't really have, you know, caps on numbers and things like that. Yeah, you just need to be realistic and you, you can't spend money big everywhere. Yeah, I like what you, you said before about that the the venue didn't necessarily lend itself to needing a whole bunch of styling. So yeah, I you guess, took advantage. Yeah, you yeah, capitalised on that. And then also with your with your venue, often the venue can be the biggest price tag. So there's a couple yeah, of ways right. that you were savvy in those areas. That is a good point. We didn't have to pay for the venue. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have had an end time on your wedding, Yazzie. What time did it end up wrapping up? Oh, yes. Um, I think it was like one thirty. I was exhausted. Yeah, I it's imagine. such a large day. I mean, you're mentally and physically exhausted. Talk to us about your beautiful headpiece that we were chatting about earlier because we've seen such a rise in this trend. So what sort of attracted you to wearing that beautiful piece in conjunction with your veil? Yeah, I, a headpiece for me, I never thought I would wear a headpiece actually. But yeah, as I said, I stumbled across the, the Milner on Instagram. Her name's JT Milner, Milnery and it's Jane Taylor in from UK. I think my dress was so plain and simple. Like there was no lace or jewellery on it. Is that what the word is? Not jewellery. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know what you like mean detail. anyway. Sequins, yeah, we know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, things like that that had nothing like that on it. So um, the headpiece I could get away with. I think it was it was such a bold statement, which is not something I normally would do. But yeah, I think it just tied nicely together for some reason. And I mean, it wasn't cheap. So it was a bit of a, a splurge, but I convinced myself that it would become a bit of a family heirloom and maybe oh, pass down to my future daughter or, or my son's future wife so that's that's what got me over the line there as well that's a beautiful way of thinking about that I love that it's really nice Yaz yeah you're right it looked it looked stunning in conjunction with like your dress was almost like a kind of like a elegant second skin 
and yeah. it just was so, so stunning. And that headpiece only like elevated that. It, yeah, it looks beautiful. Alec was very shocked. He did not expect <laughs> me to be wearing something like that either. <laughs> did you and Alec uh, experience any unexpected turbulence in the midst of your wedding planning? And how did you go about navigating this as a couple? Oh, God. Um, we were lucky. We didn't have any turbulence. And, geez, some of the couples today that are going through all of this with COVID is, I don't know how they do it because I would have lost my mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... Well, Alec and I, we have very similar taste anyway, so we didn't really butt heads on, on anything about, you know, the wedding. But we did butt heads a little bit about the guest list. He's got such a large family and my family isn't so large, so I felt a little bit outnumbered. Yeah, we just balanced it with maybe some family friends of mine and, yeah, so it, was, it worked well there. But, yeah, that was probably the hardest was the guest list. Yeah, you're not alone. That's often the, the hardest for most couples yeah, I what, know. What was your headcount in the end, Yaz? For the I think it was wedding? about 170. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Memory, it. Yeah. And it was a sit down. It was a beautiful sit down. Yeah, sit down. We definitely wanted to have a, a sit down wedding. What attracted you to that over that cocktail style? I think in the setting, like it, it was such a, it's such a formal sort of grand royal setting that a sit down dinner was, was more for us. I think, you know, if you're by the beach and you've got like that more relaxed sort of feeling, a cocktail wedding is beautiful. But um, yeah, in our setting, it was a sit down wedding was more appropriate. The old tradition of brides not speaking on their own wedding day is out the window. Do you have any tips for all the girls out there who are wanting to speak on combating those wedding speech nerves, Yaz? Oh gosh, I don't know if you could tell Luce, but I was so nervous about my wedding. I honestly couldn't. You spoke so well. I kept saying to Alec when you were taking our photos, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. Um, But I did. I somehow, yeah, Alec says I nailed it. In my mind, I didn't, but apparently (laughs) I did. (laughs) Did you write it down? Yeah. Yeah, You were very prepared. That's what I will say is if you're going to do it, have, have it in front of you. You've written it. There's no way you can stuff it up. So I'd, I'd do it. I couldn't recommend it more, actually. Like, yeah, you're never going to get the chance to speak to all those people in your life like that. So Yeah, I feel like if, if anything, sometimes people that are nervous just might uh, speak a little bit quicker. But if you write it down, you can always just revert back to that. And it, it's so nice that you did that. I think as well, if you, if you're, if you get, I get really like upset and emotional in speeches always. <laughs> so I think if you've got something in front of you, you can't really stray from that or, or get get to get sidetracked or you can rehearse saying it as many times as you need to without crying exactly exactly (laughs) if you could go back to the days when you were planning what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew then yeah I I don't know yeah there's Jesus there's many components to planning a wedding you can never really prepare yourself for that yeah I think there's just so many components that um you really need to to take advice you know, from family, from friends, especially when you're building a wedding from the ground up like we were. I was lucky. There's so many things that I didn't even think about. Like lighting, for example, was not something I thought about. And my father-in-law is mad on lighting. So he he made sure that, you know, the garden was lit up and that the homestead behind us was well lit. And obviously, you know, near the bathrooms and things like that was important to him. For me, I didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be something I would say was is listen to some family and some friends um obviously don't take it all in because that can be too overwhelming but 
yeah, just take advice here and there from, from people that you love and trust, I suppose. And is there anything that you and Alec would have done differently on the day? I did ask Alec this the other day, actually. Uh, nothing major we would change, but me personally, I wish I had let my hair down maybe a bit more. <laughs> I really, um, I struggled to relax and like enjoy it. I don't think I even finished a drink. I was too busy talking and making sure everyone else was having a good time. That I didn't even think about myself. But yeah, that's what I would say. I'd say in, just relax and enjoy it. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, you look back on it and you go, Chivers, where, where did that day go? Was there a part of the day that you really felt like you were really relaxed with it? I think after the speeches. Once you once knew. Once all the yeah, formalities once, yeah, were done. Once, yeah, once I, once I had my speech done. Um, I, I was the first, I think, to speak from memory or maybe I can't remember now. But, yeah, I was the first to speak and after that I was so much more relaxed. Not not so uptight, that's for sure. Yeah, well, from memory, your dance floor lit up <laughs> as soon as it could. So I think everyone was pretty relaxed by that point. Yeah, everyone was keen. I think even like mid-entree people were up yeah, they the were. Around. Got the napkins swirling in the air. Always photographs really well that moment. I was, I was so worried at that point. I remember saying to us, I was like, oh my God, are people going to sit back down? I'm so <laughs> worried that, you know, people are just going to get up and start dancing and won't finish their main meal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a beautiful night. And to wrap up, Yazzie, do you have any final thoughts, advice or any words to the Unveiled community? I would say in the planning phase to try and, and not sweat the small stuff, just just try and enjoy the planning phase because looking back on it, I actually really missed it. After the whole wedding, you know, had subsided, I really missed the planning phase. It's such a it's such a time waster, like at work and things. I'd just be yeah. scrolling on Instagram or Pinterest and doing things like that. I, um, yeah, just try and enjoy it. And the actual wedding day, yeah, like I said, I probably didn't let my hair down as much as I would have wanted. But I do recommend taking a moment out of your day and your night and go off with your partner and have a little toast or a cheers together and just look back at all the people that are there for you. Um, Alec and I did that and it is so memorable for us both. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. Thanks, Yaz. That's beautiful. You're an absolute star for coming on today. We really appreciate you taking the time. It was beautiful reliving your magical, magical wedding day from two years ago. So thank you so much. And hopefully chat to you soon no thank you thanks guys all right bye